Welcome everybody to Recruiting is No Joke. We are on episode 37. Great to be back. I know last week I did kind of a, a solo episode that was a, a little bit different, but we're back to regular programming. Um, and we got some big news too at the, the start of next month that I'm excited to roll out. Uh, and I want to give a special shout out to Bright Hire as well, our sponsor. We've been working together for about six months, so it's uh, great to be with those guys. And just a reminder too, they have the Shine community. Okay, so if you're a recruiter and you're looking to network, go in and uh, look up the Shine community. Uh, you can uh, once you once you get past the initial, uh, what do they call that? Like an application process to make sure you're actually a recruiter or a TA professional. It's a great community to be a part of. So go join there. Uh, I'm super excited as always, guys. If you are out there, let me know who is out there. Get in the chat, say hi. Always love to know uh, who's out there, who's listening. And, uh, and then if you have questions for our guest today, ask away in the chat. If you've got comments, uh, again, I'd love to just kind of know who's listening, what takeaways you've got as well. Um, so I really appreciate it. But uh, before uh, you know, before we, we get to those questions, and then, um, yeah, I want to give a quick introduction to Darren. Uh, and actually, you know what, Darren, I'll have you give yourself an introduction because otherwise it feels like the Oscars. Why don't you give everyone a quick uh, brief int introduction of what you do? Uh, and then I would love to know like how you got into the recruitment space as well, if you're able to answer that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But yeah, thanks very much for inviting me on the show, um, Joel. So uh, yeah, I'm Darren Bush. I'm head of TA uh, for GFGo at Ericsson. Um, and I've been I've been working here four years. But in terms of how I got into recruitment, I've been in a, been in recruitment for two decades now. That's so all to date myself. Um, and I'm probably one of the very few that chose recruitment. Um, oh, you are one. <laughs> you're one. No, you're two of 37 guests that, that I've chosen. So I love that. I chose. Yeah, I chose. I chose. So I previously I worked in the, I worked in banking. Uh, I had a very short spell banking and financial services, um, and um, it was it was it was a short stint. And then I just kind of wanted to do something else. I didn't really see myself kind of like it was a you know lack of creativity. That you know you had to kind of work your way up, and before you actually kind of um, took a senior position. And, and I and I I enjoyed. And I looked at it in terms of the recruitment side, you know, you can actually start making an impact from day one, uh, have your own book. So um, that was kind of the, the sort of the driver. So I, funny enough, I, I yeah, worked as an agency in financial services um, and I was there for, for four years um, and then and then moved into recruitment technology uh, then worked on a couple of managed service providers and being, yeah, as I said, joined Ericsson. Uh, firstly, really looking at their sort of TA tech, tech stack. Um, and then worked in the digital transformation team, looking at their end-to-end -end hiring process before moving uh, the last year working in um, what is this sort of a group function, global operations so as a, a unit uh, within Ericsson, um, looking after about five and a half thousand employees. And how many, so with, with the recruitment team that you're working with, like how big is that team? So we, we, we've got a matrix organization. So we've got different different uh, recruitment teams uh, across different um, regions. But I mean, Ericsson has 100,000 employees uh, itself. So uh, we have, uh, I'd say, you know, around you know, 300 uh, recruiters, uh, sizable recruitment team, um, looking after sort of the, you know, uh, some of our biggest markets uh, you know, in Europe and Sweden, America and, uh, and in Asia as well. I love it. I love it. So when you started, obviously, in the agency, side of the business did you always know and i, I always ask this question because it's some yeah. people like kind of knew that right from the get-go they wanted to move internal uh like did you know that right away and like what was that process like in terms of and I, I, I had no idea now i honestly before i had i'll be honest i just i just saw it is i'll go to agency and then just work it out work it out from there um i think 
I don't know about you, but when you start, there isn't really a career path. No one really talks about different career paths you can work in as an agency and what you can do. And you know, you've gone down obviously, yeah, different different career path that probably yeah, I've gone down about. a really weird career. Path. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great career path. Um, so you so you've gone down the, down something which no one would have probably told you about maybe six seven years ago that you can do that. Um, yeah. But as, you know, and, and for me for me as well, when I was there, I, I didn't really see myself going as management. Um, I was I was performing well. I was um, I was top billing for the last two years in, in our city in our city office. But I didn't want to go on become manager and director. I didn't see that. So and I had a real fascination with TA with TA Tech or uh, recruitment technology. And um, you know, and I was able I was able to join. And it made it made sense. You know, you 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 start off as you know as a, sort of an analyst or and work your way up as a project manager because you understand the technology. Your your clients or users are recruiters or they're hiring managers and these are the people you've dealt with. Um, so I, I, it was quite an easy transition to sort of move into that space, um, but they don't you, they don't speak to you about that when you when you start. Uh, and I didn't really I did interview in house, um, but I think you know it's always when you worked at an agency it was always in house was kind of you know. It's a place. There. It's a place where all the bad recruiters go to. Uh... <laughs> yes, they, yeah, and it's <laughs> that's so what, that's, I've, I've actually yeah. seen people make posts about that on LinkedIn, yeah. and that's obviously not the case. I mean, it's just they're kind of yeah, two different animals. Yeah um but it's a message what, that seems to get out there i think to um to the agency consultants well and it's so funny too because it's like internal it's so much more about process and like working with the team and you've got a there's a lot more compliance and i just think agency it's just it's pretty simple right like you've True. got the open jobs and you just yeah. gotta you gotta get results yeah. and i think then there's like a there's a pride that comes with that because you're like oh i've just yeah. got to get results but when yeah. you're having to follow process and you're having to follow guidelines and you're working with lots of different hiring managers and you're building those stakeholder relationships, yeah. it's just it's a different, it's a kind of almost like a, a completely different uh, type of skill. Um, look, Brian said, thank you for dispelling that myth. Yeah, ha happy, to do, <laughs> happy to do that. Uh, no, I, I, I love that. Well, you're also pretty, uh, pretty active on LinkedIn and uh, I'm curious like how that kind of happened and like, yeah you know how why you started to kind of put yourself out there and then i'm always curious too i think a lot of uh you know people who are working at larger organizations it's like how how do they feel about that and like how have you yeah. had to kind of work with them to make sure that your content is you know kind of passes yeah. their kind of tests that they have yeah no, no, good question i mean um so to start yeah to answer the first part of that i mean um i started in my the journey i think first of first of january this year so like any New Year's resolution, right? So um, I, I was going to start. But if I take it back a bit, uh, I've been on LinkedIn for, since what, 2006, 2007, I think. And uh, I, you know, I've got, I, I had a couple of posts um, you know, in the in the past. I always thought about, you know, it'd be great to do once a week um, and just to kind of share my ideas and share my thoughts uh, about in terms of, you know, what, the recruitment. I think my angle has always been about, you know, recruitment, it's, you know, it's not, it's not broken. You know, people talk about that. We recruit and hire loads of different people. But they could be improved, you know. So my angle is around continuous improvement. What can we do a bit, bit more creative? How can we be more innovative? There is definitely issues around can experience and hiring manager experience that can be changed. So that's always I sort of built that in the back of my mind. And um, I, I built an idea bank over the time. And on first of Jan, uh, I started I started posting every day. And um, uh, what, what I would say is that it's something I used to someone told me once when um, I had the same problem was when I when I was wanting to go to the gym. Um, you know, you have this issue, you go two or three times a week. I do have this off. issue too. But... Yeah, I, I still have it now, <laughs> I've got to be honest. Uh, but it, there, was a, so there was a little hack that someone said that, you know, you go two or three times a week. What you need to do is you need to go six times a week. 
Mm. You go six times a week, then you'll find that it becomes a, it comes in kind of a, a habit, and you build that kind of uh, that pattern as well. So I started going, and I tried that at the gym, and I tried it six days a week. And on day one, on Monday, you don't want to go. Obviously, you don't want to go. You know, it's, it's the last thing you want to do. But if you don't go on Monday, then it means that you got to go from Tuesday to Sunday. So yeah. it forces you to do it. And, and it worked for me. For, for I did it for two years, and I did the exact same mentality when it came to uh, first for when I was posting on LinkedIn. I thought first of Jan, I'm going to post six days a week, and I'm just going to I've got to put it out, put the content out there, and had all the backlog of, of ideas, and and it just started. And after about a week or two weeks, it became easier. Um, and I think with all things, when you start as well, for those who do, you, you worry about obviously what people are going to think, what people are going to say internally, uh, how you know what it tells you you're going to find time, but. Being in being in in recruitment, it's part of a as part of a job in theory, you know, to to attract, to to reach out to people, to to give, to, you know, to, to add value where you can, um, to provide you know, better service to you know to our to our candidates and our hiring managers, and that's kind of the the angle I, I I've, I've kind of said internally, and it and it's helped. So um, yeah, from first of Jan, I've been posting. Um, uh, I'm now about I post about four or five times a week at the moment, and from that you've. I've, made some great connections you know we we, we managed to we connected as well but like, there's other people as well i've reached out um about some of the things uh that i've written and um it, whether it be you know for example well one idea was around um in, in linkedin you have this open to work yeah. uh banner uh which is um which is which is we were fast, which has been a, you know really great for people obviously you are looking. also been a hot topic of discussion uh, true, as, true. should you well. put it on yeah yeah so that was the one of the things and i just said that when it comes to internal uh, when we're looking we always talk about you know our, our employees we don't know where they you know what skills they have or in terms of who's looking it'd be great to have something similar sort of a similar concept you know if you're on outlook or you're on teams or you're on slack you know just have a little banner there and if they can you know if they can put in that open to work you know i'm, I'm, I'm looking and um you know, some people are openly you know openly looking internally and others obviously are discreetly but it was just having that, you know, when you're speaking to a hire manager, they're also hiring. You could mm. say, I didn't know you're hiring. I could refer someone here as well that you're, you know, that you didn't think of. I uh, told me to show me the job. I see I could refer. So it was just kind of bringing that communication conversation. And that, that post I, I post, uh, I put out there in one of my, um, uh, one of my uh, IT um, uh, managers called me up and said that, you know, what well, we're going to try and see if we can do something within Teams. Part of we're going to run a hackathon and. Uh, and see if we can actually create something so that when you're in teams you can actually say whether you're hiring or you're open to work so yeah just little, little things like that i mean that just came out from just you know putting a simple post out there yeah and i i love that too and then it's obviously you know it's kind of turned into something else within the organization where they're like yeah we you know we don't need to just constantly be looking for new candidates we've got especially yeah. a lar large organizations like you have so much talent internally Dude, um, yeah. you know it's like how I mean, I think that you know, I've seen a lot of posts, obviously, recently, too, where, where you know, you're seeing a lot of these layoffs or we were seeing a lot of layoffs seem to yeah. cool down. Uh, yeah. But then like, there's openings. So, you know, why why not, you know, see if some of those employees can transition. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's a philosophy, too, when you when you're even hiring. Like, I know there's a couple of companies yeah. that have that philosophy of like, we're going to hire people that we know have, um, you know, multiple skill sets. Yep. And and kind of let them know, like, hey, our philosophy is there may not be work always available with like what we're bringing you on for, but we want to know like what else are you interested in, what are the skills yeah. you have that we could potentially yeah. use, um, instead of just kind of siloing everything, which which obviously yeah. makes a ton of sense. Um, curious too, I know we were talking about it right before we hopped on. 
this whole kind of employee was it is it IBM that that's got or is it Cisco? It's one of the two where they've got like the all the employees. Cisco. Yeah, yeah, Cisco. Yeah. They got all the employees. Yeah. Um, supposedly are now posting content. Um, what's your thought with that? And like, I mean, does it really need to be all the employees? I get. I guess like, what what's your thought with like a program like that? It's, I mean, yeah. So the first of all, I think it's it's, it's impressive that they they're, they're investing. Um, they're investing in their employees to obviously give them that training. Um, yeah, like you said, I don't. Is it is it for everyone? I'm pretty sure that you know you train eighty four thousand. I'm sure that quite a few won't actually continue doing that process. But um, it's, you can use you know if you look into you know certain certain people's profiles. If, if on average they got two thousand connections or they got three hundred four hundred people looking at their profiles, you times that by eighty four thousand. You can obviously reach uh, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of uh, other candidates as well out there. Um, as long as as long as it's done properly, I mean, you want them to be adding value. You want to be talking about themselves rather than just pushing out jobs. You know, eighty four thousand people just pushing out roles. Just we won't be content that people will sign up to. So you want to hear from the you want to hear from the the employees about what they're interested, what they're you know um, what they're they're passionate about, um, giving their kind of unique take on that. Uh, I hate the, I hate to use the word authentic, but it, you know it does does come into that. So I, I like I like the fact that companies are, are doing that. Um, but I think it's the you know that's that's kind of that's why you're there for as well in terms of you know to to go and um, to kind of provide that service. And it's it's something that I think that more companies probably should invest in. Yeah, I mean particularly, I mean from the like a recruitment standpoint, I love I, I think I love your the way that you've done it because you've created like an idea library of things that you just are thinking about and yeah. it's more of like thoughts and like, Hey, let's get some conversation started around things rather than I think where sometimes personal branding can go. And, you know, I'm probably guilty of this to a certain extent, but just driving like views and engagement, yeah. you know, really from a recruitment standpoint, you're connecting with people, you're building that network. How are you just being valuable to that, that network? And I think, that that's where that's why i think as recruiters obviously like we we're not always going to be thought leaders in the space that we recruit in because we're not doing the job yeah but we can yeah. be conversation starters and we can yeah we can you know come up with our point of view share yeah. that and, and yeah. get candidates and and you know other people who are in the industry to to engage and i think yeah. with all of the advancements in outreach why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not yeah. do that? So I'm, I'm curious, like yeah. with with your journey. I mean, you mentioned you know putting yourself out there. People start to think things. So what has the overall response been like? Have you seen other people now being more willing to post content? Is it? I'm just curious to kind of kind of hear what that take is from your from your organization and your team. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I think one of the things. Uh, I mean, I, my last company when I started it, there, there was a couple of colleagues who tried to compete as well, who wanted to put, put content out as well. And I think it does. Um, uh, what I'm doing does spread in terms of you know other people kind of see that, and uh, what I also want to share that you know they've got some ideas. So you'll you'll start yeah you know, some some people will start doing it. Um, and then and then in terms of what I've also done is try to I don't know, kind of give back a little bit in terms of what I've learned. So we have we have quarterly meetings uh, with our recruiters, and I just shared in terms of like my journey to, to the team. Love that. Um, you know the, the do's and don'ts that I had in terms of what I ha uh, what I've been doing, and uh, and a lot of it is around experimenting. You know, something you know at the beginning I, I was you know, I was writing about recruitment, but also I was I was interested in learning development as well. 
Um, so I was posting some things around you know, in terms of like note taking apps and uh, and uh, like building a second brain. And then I was doing also recruitment. So I was just I was, I was trying carousels. I was trying you know uh, other photos and videos and so on. Um, and I was still today you know experiment. So I just I want to also share with with the group um, that yeah it's it's not too difficult. I think like myself when you when you talk about it, it's that hurdle. Um, you're you're really worried you're like what what are people going to say. I think that's your first thought. What are people going to say? You know what are people going to think of you? Um, and once you get over that, it's like the people just get on their daily lives. No one's that. No one's that bothered uh, about it. And and it's it's crazy, right? Because I met just so I met someone from the gym who I hadn't seen for ten years. I went to high school with, and they're like, "Oh, I see you on LinkedIn." And it wasn't like it wasn't even like a positive or a negative thing. It was just yeah, like, oh, I've seen yeah. you on LinkedIn. I, I, and I, I hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm curious. Like um, one of the things you mentioned was like Canada experience. Yeah. So what? Where do you think? Because right now, like I think Canada experience is kind of coming, seems like it's coming more of like a talking point um, now. And I'm imagining because there's a lot of recruiters who have been laid off and they're going through really terrible candidate experiences, right? So like everyone's kind of talking about it. It's true. I'd say it's 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 a hot topic right now because the recruiters on the on the, who've been laid off are talking about how how poor it is. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to someone yesterday and they were like, "Yeah, I just." When I get back into TA, like I'm gonna make yeah. sure none of the process <laughs> like that. I'm like, well, hopefully you remember those experiences yeah. and it can bring yeah. that like empathy for candidates. But yeah, with how easy it is, like yeah. and, and yeah, I'm sponsored by a company right now on TikTok. I'm actually making a TikTok for them and they've got okay. an automation tool that applies you to jobs that you're qualified for and it's yeah. really designed for people. So they just don't want to go through the application process. Yeah, and it's not yeah. like the lazy apply where it's just kind of applying you to thousands. It's pretty yeah. specific with your criteria, yeah. but you've got that, you've got tools like that. And yeah. then you've got also on the flip side, recruiters who are using more kind of AI enabled sourcing tools, messaging yeah. tools, LinkedIn just rolled out AI uh, yeah. In messaging. Yeah. Where, like, how do we, does that help first of all? And then, what do you think that next evolution is for like creating a great candidate experience? And, yeah. and then the third question of that is like, how do you sell the ROI of candidate experience? So your thoughts around like how you sell yeah. that to an actual leader to say, Hey, we need to invest in our candidate experience. Yeah. In, in terms of uh, what I think it's going, I mean, with, I think AI will help. There's a, there's a challenge that I can imagine with these, with the messaging tools, we're eventually going to have a place where, candidates recruiters are going to be messaging candidates and then candidates are also going to be messaging <laughs> both using ai back with each other and, and and it's going to be a really weird concept and i think the, the companies that don't invest in personalized messaging are just going to either gonna lose out or they're just you're going to see it and go oh they don't use ai that's that's different i'm, I'm not used to that so I, I it's it's going to be yeah it's going to be interesting in terms of how the messaging goes in terms of the candidate experience um my view, my view about the character is that we we don't invest enough as companies um, in in the candidate experience enough, and and I'd say that the, and I have taken uh, a swipe as well, ATS providers as well. So I'd say more the legacy, the newer the newer sort of um, pressure ATS platforms. They they are looking at this, but the the legacy ones. When you go in as a recruiter, there's nothing set up to talk about the candidate experience. There's nothing to say about what's the response time you gave that, that, that this candidate's been waiting for. There's nothing to talk about in terms of like, you know, in terms of what the next stage is, what's what information has been sent to them, communication updates. You know, you want to give like announcements to all the, the candidates in one go saying, this is where we're at. 
um, and, and then just have metrics as well against each candidate. There's nothing designed yet uh, to kind of nudge the, the recruiters to say, I need to get back to them. Uh, but they haven't, haven't sent a rejection email. It's been a week. Uh, they've had an interview. For, you know, we haven't given feedback because we're still into you. There's, there's none of that information, you know, those, those nudges or that, that um, uh, the message we can send. Uh, so I think that that's that's a real problem over the candidate experience uh, side. And in terms of the return on investment, that's um, it, the, the companies do believe in it. They, yeah, we, we will talk about candidate experience, but it's, it's really down at the hiring manager level. Um, and the recruiting team there, in theory, that's that's where the bottleneck is of the information. So um, that's where the challenge is. Where you, you know, thing you get you get roles that would move on the hold. You get roles that you know you you did a great post there. You know the you know really we need this role now. You call back. You know what? <laughs> two three weeks time, we'll give you better availability. You, you lose credibility as a recruiter because you're, you're asking people. So that that doesn't help either. So it's just trying to it, it's it's trying to change that mentality and getting the hiring manager. And I, and I would say against the hiring manager, we need metrics against them as well about their feedback scores, their feedback scores, their ability to screen CVs, what time they come back. Um, that needs to be shown, and there needs to be an average score against that. Um, and uh, I like to see more uh, sort of ATS providers having a hiring manager profile. Like you as a recruiter can go to a hiring manager, click on them and see what their score is around feedback team, feedback Oof. time. What time, how quickly they get back, you know, what's the average there? And, you know, all their intake notes, team culture, everything, a little information about that hiring manager there. Give me a profile to show that. Um, and then, that, you know, then you can say when you're, on the, when you're having an next kickoff call with the manager saying that, you, you, you know, it takes you a week to get back. We can't have that. Uh, that's got to change. Um Man, I mean, look, I, one of the things I've thought about is like, for example, job boards, right? And, and it's a challenge because like I think of Indeed, right? That yeah. whole job is, you know, the way that they're marketing themselves, like we help people get jobs, right? But yeah. that's not actually what the business is. The business is you're selling job ads and you're making money from employers that are posting jobs. So, but you're marketing yourself as like we're helping people get jobs. And one of the yeah. things I thought yeah. was just in general, why there isn't like a status of the job so like you could just go in and go look we've got four candidates in play right because that yeah. would actually be helpful because yeah, 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 if yeah, you're a job yeah. seeker you don't yeah. even know half the jobs are active but yeah. then obviously it's yeah. like again it's where it's like the money comes in right that's not profitable because they want not, people that they make money from jobs. that yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, so, they'll, they'll look at it yeah i'll get you Karen. so then I, then i'm i'm curious too with like the KPIs and the in, in incentives, like for example, like with recruiters, like do we need to start putting that into like your pay? Because everything is on time to fill, how many roles you fill. Yeah. Um, there's there are there are zero metrics to like to to your point. So like do you think that in the future there'll be like pay tied into this? Because again, I just think if you want you want to incentivize behavior, right? Like you got to, you got to incentivize it somehow. And I, I it's not incentive. I don't do you know of any companies that are incentivizing that as part of the recruiter package and, and what they get paid? Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen that. And I think it's a good it's a good, uh, good idea. Um, I don't I haven't seen um, companies. Yeah, bonus basically on on kind of experience. I think in order to do that, you would want to you need a candidate survey uh and uh, like you need an uber rating score like you know against you as an agency uh, as an agency consultant and as an in-house recruiter um that may be yeah, that, that that may work the only the only always concern is that you know can you game it you know could you have your, your friends come in and, uh, and try and <laughs> flood you know flood your scores and, and push it up um 
just but, a pod like a linkedin yeah pod, yeah so, uh... essentially yeah it's quite clever <laughs> well yeah, Steve, you... steven's got a question here too do you think a good candidate experience benefits you more than a bad candidate experience hurt hurts you and i think that's what we're talking about right it's like what's the selling point there because i think we all have this idea of yes we know it's good to treat candidates just like customer service right it's like yes you want to yeah. treat customers good but at the end of the day it's like you've got to incentivize it somehow there's got to be something some way that people True. you know that, that that is a good way of looking at you know um and that was back to your question about the return of investment to say that a good you know are, are we are we explaining um and sharing that with the with the companies to say you know a good account experience generates this you know generates in terms of better referrals or um or in terms of better productivity or better quality candidates or, or something along those lines um in order for them to you know to show well and and what we're getting at the moment is, is a bad candidate experience uh, and therefore it's making hiring much more much more difficult but i, I think people remember the great you know i, I saw some companies when they get sent an envelope when, they, when they've hired they get sent an envelope and you know they get sent a you know it's a nice little package to talk about you know welcome to that company you know those little touches people talk about they remember that um and that, that that's important to them uh, no, so I, I think that that, and that and they yeah they, they can share and they share that and people post that on linkedin and you know and you just think wow that's that's a really nice touch and that's a, you know because it's, it's quite hard to do that i i think there's what I'm hearing is there's a ton of room for improvement with yeah. uh, with with candidate experience, and I th I do think uh, I think it's something which I know there's a couple of companies out there that are really kind of working on ways to innovate, and I've you know I've had conversations with them, and I it's just getting a buy-in from leadership, yeah. like hey, this yeah. is important enough, and right now it's like everybody's kind of got a baseline of like poor candidate experience, and so it's like all it takes is one or two companies to really elevate it. And then they start yeah. winning the talent and then people are like, yeah. all right, we, we've got to do this. So what, yeah. are, what advice, I guess, do you have like, you know, one of the things you mentioned is like trying to get hiring managers like involved in the process. Um, and yeah. obviously you can have SLAs, but um, like what advice do you have for recruiters that maybe are potentially struggling to get that buy-in? Yeah. Like how, do, how do you do that? Like, how do you, how do you kind of train your team on, on, on getting that buy-in? So the, uh, the for me is the starting is the, is the is the kickoff call that is the the crucial conversation and um, and often you know there'll be cases where the, the manager just might might you know throw over a job job advert or job description uh, and say this is what you know this is all you need it's it's trying to you first need to start selling the you know the, that call the kickoff call um, be an hour bringing CVs to that call and then talking about in terms of what you're looking to do what you what are you the hiring manager are you trying to solve here. And then trying to find out the benefits, explaining about, you know, they're, they're very much when they, the hiring manager talks about what they're looking for, what they need to rethink and reframe is who, who am I need to sell this to? Because, you know, you, we need to sell this to a candidate who would be benefit from this team. Why should someone leave their company to come and join you? And you need to start then again thinking about that. They need to do the but they need to do the lifting yourself and trying to to come actually and, and persuade people. And that would be every touch point they have with the candidate, whether it be the interview, the beginning of the interview, all the way through the end, it's their job in theory to be selling that role to the candidate uh, and giving them a good experience as well. Um, so that that's kind of the, uh, that's how I'll, I'll try and change it. And then and then in that call, you've got to demonstrate in terms of obviously credibility. You've got to bring in those CVs. You need to ask in terms of what is it that you know you're looking for, and hopefully they're, they're able to sort of you you get a feel for what they what they want. 
um and then any any data you have as well any insights um and that's why i was saying about the the ats for the for the hiring manager it'd be great just to have a module where you can start seeing the historic history who you hide i'm just i'm just thinking like of like yeah. recruiters though just being like this hiring manager is just terrible <laughs> you got like a could, one score yeah. <laughs> but at I least mean, you know at least you know yeah it's true at least and yeah. someone so i think someone uh Oh, actually, man, when we're getting a lot of great comments, guys. I, I love uh, love the, these comments. Uh, somebody said that they uh, they currently actually have um, you know time to fill as a KPI, which nice. is high to a bonus, yeah. right? Which is which is great. Uh, but then here's where it breaks down. It's like they work with the hiring manager, and they don't have the same sense of urgency. So then you're not right. getting the bonus. Um, yeah. And I think it's to your point. It's like you know maybe maybe it's getting that buy in from them and. Uh, you know, maybe that maybe I mean that scoring system would work because then there's a then you can have accountability for it. Yeah. Um, who do you think would drive something like that? Just out of curiosity, like, is that driven by like HR or like just kind of like executive? I mean, guess, I guess who would drive that initiative? Yeah, I think with um, you'd have to I'd say you have to be HR people, business partners, or HR business partners as well, working very close with the hiring manager, and then probably the talent acquisition function. And, um speaking to, to the hiring managers and i think you i think when we talk about when we spoke about obviously the can experience one one thing that is overlooked is the the hiring manager experience um i know and i and people will say yes the recruiting experience and 100 that but the hiring manager experience if you start at the top with a hiring manager give them in terms of the, the candidates and the you know the system and uh and uh it kind of what they're looking for it kind of trickles down a little bit to then improving the better recruiting experience then improving the Improving the candidate experience. So I think from a from a hiring manager, some of the complaints that I have is, you know, sometimes they they're not getting the right CVs or they're not hearing back, you know, to, to from from recruiters because obviously they're, they're sourcing, they're still trying to find the candidates. I think it'd be great having like um to have on not only just having the scoring system, but somewhere where you can in each job where the manager can kind of put a note and say, you know, a drop down that says need more CVs or you know, to like just like having a, a certain status update. And likewise, you know, for the recruiter, I think in terms of the the lady just uh, posted about obviously what I'm incentivized to also show I'm not hearing anything back from hiring manager. You know, hiring manager, you know, no feedback from hiring manager for the last whatever. And having that status update, so you can start tracking that information as well. Otherwise, what you do get into the habit of you have this conversation, you have to go like, run, is it the recruiter or is it the hiring manager, and try and work out between. But if you have it clear in the system, it's much easier uh, to show where the, where there's a problem in the in the in the actual role. Yeah, and I look. I love. And Melissa just kind of making that point too. Like, coach the hiring manager on having the great candidate experience. The quick responses, and I mean, I mean, I guess like when you're thinking about good candidate experience, like what what makes a good candidate experience? Because I've also seen people say, yeah, I know there's a, yeah, I think it was Mitch but, Sullivan. He had said, yeah, um, <laughs> it's like great point in some ways, like. You know the one person that gets a great candidate experience right it's the person that gets the job and it's like yeah. it, so are we like mitigating because it, it's disappointing right like you you're invested into a Maybe. job you want to get yeah. it you yeah. don't like yeah. it's gonna be negative because you've got rejection yeah. in there yeah. uh but that doesn't obviously mean that ah just forget it like there's no point in in, in focusing on it as well yeah. so i guess to you like what are the what are the components of just of like great candidate experience like, yeah. what does that look like yeah I think uh, it was Greg Savage who said um, we are on the rejection business. And we forget that. Mm. Uh, nine, I have 100 CVs we get, 99 we have to reject. And um, and when you we think of it in terms of if we want to give a can of experience, we need to we need to be better in terms of how we reject. 
And it's, about, it's down to sort of the overarching transparency. I think people want transparency and they want speed of communication. So when they apply, and I say, I've, I've gone to debate with Mitch about this, but when they apply, they should be the hiring stages. You should be like, you shouldn't know how many, how many interviews and what the selection process is to go through. So that's, that's transparency. So when I, I get called, you know, I know exactly it's going to be four rounds or, you know, uh, to get through. And likewise, I know in terms of when I'm going to be called and who's the hiring team. That information is really important. So it just gives me that, you know, I kind of, it's, it's a stressful, stressful period to go through. So just having as much information and being clear about it and being communicated kind of in a timely manner, that for me still is a good kind of experience. And then when you are rejected, it's getting as much information as possible. It's really difficult. Uh, you can't, obviously, we've seen the 100 CVs, you can't personalize that at 99. Um, but it's, it's try your best in terms of the ones who are later down the, the track to sort of at least give them some valuable feedback that they can work on. Yeah, no, I love, I love it. And I think, I mean, it's kind of like what you said, right? Where I think culturally and just like in our culture of the day, and I've talked to someone about this the other day too, just because it's the same person who, who kind of gone through a really negative candidate experience. And they were really yeah. high level, global talent leader, you know, huge yeah. company, and they're kind of going through these really bad candidate experiences. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost like, I think we just live in a culture where it's like, whatever it feels good to me, I'm going to do. And like yeah. rejecting people, it does not feel good. It is never going to yeah, yeah, feel yeah. good. I and so you. it's like yeah. when you put that and you elevate that instead yeah. of actually putting the candidate first, I think that's what happens. Yeah. And look, the, look, obviously ghosting, for example, like it's not just recruiters. Like I get ghosted on sales calls all the time. And I'm just like, yeah. look, like show me that you care enough about me just to like, let me off lightly. Like, Hey, I'm yeah. not interested. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think, where we where we struggle is it's so easy to communicate nowadays like we yeah. have so many what you dm yeah, text. Yeah, yeah and you know it's like does it have to be a phone call well maybe if that if you've had lots of long conversations with the candidate then it probably yeah. would be a phone call but some candidates is like they don't want a phone call they just want an email yeah. and it's like being emotionally intelligent to know this yeah. human that i'm dealing with that's what they want yeah but until we have that accountability and there are those metrics in place and we can track yeah. it and we can hold people and say look based on your MPS score, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. You just not providing like our brand experience. Cause this is what it's all is branding. And we talk about yeah. employer brands. Like what is employer yeah. brand? How yeah. you reject and handle candidates is employer yeah. brand as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm like going on like a rant right now. And then we're getting, no, 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 I, I, you, hit, you hit something on there. I think, um, and then similar to sales and, and recruitment, there's three outcomes, isn't there? There's, there's yes, there's no, and there's maybe. Yeah. And uh, and when it, when it comes to you know that, that may be to know where the client not sure they want to tell you as well or you know there's, there's something happening. Same with recruitment, we have a lot of maybes. You know, candidates are sent. They're not they're not an automatic rejection, um, but they're potentially. But I'm not going to forward them on. And likewise, when they go for an interview and a couple of the interview, they're not ready. For the, you know, potentially for the second round, they're in that maybe camp, and that for me is where we fall down in terms of not communicating. And I don't know how. Because if you know if you're transparent them to say they're maybes or I like to call candidate of interest, it's still that's like not that. enough information. Yeah, but it, 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 I think candidate of interest is, is a nice term, but it's like okay, but what does that mean? It's like it means, you, uh, you, it means it, yeah. I mean, it, and, and again, it's like how how you, like are you transparent? Like for example, someone just said runner up candidate. Are you like, hey, look, you were really great. There was just someone better, and and I yeah. you know I think again it's like a 
you know, if I'm a job seeker, it's a, you're in a vulnerable place. And I think you got to remember that like you have a job as a recruiter, you're dealing with people who may not have a job. So they're already vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, that transparency is saying like, look, you did a great job and you actually did everything right. Yeah. But yeah. somebody else had experience or they had something yeah. just different. And it just yeah. happens throughout the process. And again, it's, I mean, I did a tweet about it recently where I was like, have you know, you want to know why recruiters don't give candidate feedback, give some negative feedback. To someone. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. hard for people to take yeah. it as well. But yeah. um, I love that quote from, from Greg as well. Like the rejection, it's like, yeah. le- maybe we're good at sales. How good are we are like rejection and like, yeah. caring for people, you know, it's, yeah. uh, um, and uh, we get in tons of commentary guys. I can't go through, through uh, all of these. Well, I know, uh, I know we're we're kind of running out of time here. So, guys, if you don't follow Darren, definitely go follow him. Go connect. Like, are, are there any other places that you're active on social? Is it just LinkedIn? Where's where's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, it's it is just it's just LinkedIn at the moment. Yeah, it's just LinkedIn. You're not on um, TikTok. No, no, I, I, I haven't I haven't uh, I haven't opened that account yet on that. I'll be honest, uh, but I That's will smart. eventually. I mean, one of the things I want to do is obviously is, is create video. Um, not not obviously. Sort of the sort of the creativity that you you can provide in the videos, but yeah, yeah, like you to, can just say you don't that. want to do the dumb videos. I get it. I love I those it. videos. <laughs> so when, I think when you when I first when I first came across it, I was like, "Who's this guy? Yeah. Like, this is really good." I love it. I liked I it. it. Yeah, it's different. Um, so yeah, and I think uh, the only thing is we're hoping I think in the next month to launch a, a podcast as well, like around just TA Tech. Um, so we're we're looking to to do that as well. So I'll be I'll be posting about that in, on LinkedIn to bring vendors in and just like showcase. You know what they can do um so yeah that's that's linkedin is the main one love it and guys definitely go uh follow darren and i know uh i mean one of his one of his posts i know got like half a million views and i think that we're not talking about like my like kind of fluffy posts that i post where it's like you know hire leaders and they'll lead uh that's not yeah. the type of post I'm talking about right you're talking <laughs> some thoughtful posts here uh although there can be value in those posts as well but definitely go uh connect and I always just say, like, if you're going to connect with Darren, just say, hey, so are you on the podcast? Um, you know, give some context there and then just be patient. Um, and I know uh, a couple of you have kind of asking questions about um, open jobs and things like that. Just reach out to me, DM me. Just, again, be patient as well. Um, I know Maria here just said, ghosted by a recruiter today. So sorry to hear that, Maria. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not alone with that. I know a lot of recruiters who have been rec- ghosted by recruiters. So this is kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, but, guys, pay attention to that uh that round table. Um, and then again, we're going to be, I'm going to be off next week. The week after we'll have, have another guest and uh, we'll actually be announcing a new sponsor that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, but go check out this episode again. If you just jumped in halfway, we'll be releasing the, the version on uh, Spotify and iTunes in the next couple of weeks. Um, and Darren really appreciate your insights clear that you're, um, obviously leading a team, but you're just also innovating and thinking mm-hmm. about new things, which I love. So, uh, you know, just thank you for your insights. And uh, I love just hearing like actual insights from people who are in yeah. the field leading in the way that you do. So thanks for uh, spending some time with us today. No, Joe, it's been, it's been a pleasure. I've actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I've absolutely enjoyed it. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. I'm going to end this broadcast. Guys, everybody who's out there, thank you, Stephen, Maria, Brian, Melissa. We got a lot of comments on this one. It means it's a good topic. So Kyle, great to see you. Kevin, Adam, uh, and everyone else who joined appreciate the engagement and uh, stay tuned for the next couple of weeks. We'll have those big announcements for you guys. Take care.